Welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. Welcome back to another edition of Leaving Your Legacy. My guest for episode 13, he doesn't need the introduction that I'm about to give him. He just won his third national championship with Northwest Basketball this past March. He just won the Bevo Francis Award, which is one of the Division II Players of the Year. This man has an outstanding career. His team accolades and his individual accolades are almost endless. My guest for episode 13 of Cliff Notes Podcast, Leaving Your Legacy, former Northwest Missouri State Guard, Trevor Hudgens. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to episode 13 of Leaving Your Legacy here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. My guest at this time, some people might call this man box office. He needs no introduction. He just won his third national championship. He just won the Bevo Francis Award this past season. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time, former Northwest guard, Trevor Hudgens. Trevor, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for... um coming on the podcast and doing this interview. I know that you've got a busy schedule with um, workouts with NBA teams and um, you know, you're pretty high in demand here these days. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, We'll talk about all the NBA stuff here in just a few minutes, but I want to start off to get to know Trevor Hudgens um, when you were younger. Um, What some of your favorite childhood memories were playing sports and um, how you fell into a love of basketball? Um. I started off just, you know, playing in the yard with my older sister. She would have me guard her and rebound for her. Then uh, later on, my dad was the chaplain for the, the K-State women's basketball team. And I would travel with them sometimes. I would even just watch practice. Um, and I kind of kind of fell in love with it right then. But it, it wasn't it wasn't the, the last part of it. It was just the beginning. Um, I met. I met up uh, Connor Hill through through Kansas State women's basketball team. His sister played um, for Kansas State, and uh, he played in Mocan, um, which is a club up in Kansas City. And I kind of got involved with them uh, through him. So yeah, so I went I went with him to Kansas City to to try out for Mocan. I made the team, um, and. Ever since I was on Mocan, since since middle school throughout high school, then um, you know, just after that, I came to Northwest, and I've been there since 2017. Well, well, Trevor, I want to talk about your career um, at Manhattan High School first. Um, you made the um, you made the state tournament. I believe it was your senior year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, made the state tournament. Um, one player of the year a couple times in the league. Um, just walk me through um your high school career and some of your favorite memories there. Um, my freshman year, um, the head coach got fired uh, towards the end of the first semester, so the JV coach, who is who was Benji George, took the head coach, who was my coach for the remainder of my high school career. Um, in our first year, it was rough. We we probably were below five hundred or just barely five hundred. Um, and I mean, I was, I was JV varsity. I lettered all four years. Um, but the first year was pretty rough. Um, second year, we kind of turned it around. Um, I think we started that year off like nine and oh, and you know, the feet, the seeds started filling up again and stuff like that. 
and it was just a fun atmosphere again. Um, we had we had a uh, Gabe Aubrey, Garrett Francis, um, Cole Dillon. We had uh, Pearson McAtee who walked on to K State. Um, Tommy Eckert, who was in my class, um, and we were just exciting again. I mean, the the atmosphere in the gym was 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 great. Um, then junior year, same thing. I mean, I was throwing lobs to Christian Carmichael. Um, we still had Gabe Aubrey, we had Grant Munson. We had a good solid group, um, but we couldn't get the job done to get to the state tournament. Um, then senior year approaches, and um, me and Tommy Ecker kind of pushed the load a little bit um, to get us into the state tournament. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Um, we had our chance, but we couldn't make it far. We lost in the first game, um, but it was a solid. It was a solid. Uh, last three years, honestly, um, the culture changed completely. I think, um, you know, we just, we were just a better group. Um, and it, it showed the past three years. Well, you made the commitment to Northwest Missouri state. Um, walk me through that commitment and what were some of the, who were some of the other schools that were vying for your services? Um, so Emporia state was the first offer I had, um, I remember going to their elite camp, their high school camp, as a sophomore, I think. And I think I won MVP at that camp. And there was juniors and seniors and all sorts of guys there. Um, but that was the first offer I had. And that's when I realized, like, oh, I could I'd go to quite a few different schools. Um, there was Pitt State. Talked to a little bit. Talked a little to Washburn, talked a um, little to some other schools around the area, just MIAA schools, and then some D1s had interest. They just didn't offer me, just talked to me a couple times. Um, but my senior year, I told all the coaches, all the scouts, like, hey, I'm going to commit after my season's done, I'm trying to make that state run. And uh while I was trying to make that state run in high school, a lot of the coaches got fired or they retired um, or just moved on somehow, some way. And Coach Mack was the only one that was still there. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of just you know God's will, God's way. Just hey, go with him. Like, and that's what I did. It was the best option. It was the best fit. Um, it was it's, it was a great opportunity. I didn't I didn't know about Northwest until. Coach Matt came to came to Manhattan and watched me play pickup games in Ahern. And um, shortly after that, I knew about them and I knew about Justin Pitts real fast um, as they were cutting down nets in, uh, in uh, Sioux City or Sioux Falls or somewhere in wherever the Pentagon's from. But, yeah, I just remember committing like a week after that. Well, I'll tell you what, the rest is history there. And you you talked about all those other schools that you were talking to in Poria State, uh, Pitt State, and Washburn. I guarantee you those basketball teams and their fans would have loved to have seen you in their jersey after your career was over and all the accolades there. So um, you redshirted your first year at Northwest. Um, walk me through how that whole uh, first year of learning, um, that was Justin Pitts' senior year. And uh, you you talked about I, the lineage of guards there at Northwest, whether it's Kelvin Parker, whether it's Deshaun Cooper, whether it is up Justin Pitts and, and yourself. 
added on later on in your career. Just talk about that first year at Northwest, um, walk, um, red shirting and learning behind Justin Pitts. Um, yeah, it was, it was a difficult year. Um, as everyone knows, Justin Pitts was a two player of the year, um, and national champion. Um, and he, he pretty much uh, pulled the load for that team, um, having a spectacular year, but, um, yeah, just going from high school, high school, Trevor to guarding Justin Pitts every single day, who's been there, done that, done everything he can, let, left his legacy even before he left, um, just guarding him every single day. Um, and then just picking up the small details and the defensive concepts and offensive concepts that, you know, Coach Mack puts together for our organization. Um, I feel like the year that I had really helped, um, really helped just with my defensive skills and just knowing our offense completely. And then, you know, just getting better each and every day, just competing, um, just, you know, having, having to put my head down and just work every single day and guard the best player in the country. Well, uh, Justin Pitts departs, uh, you come in, um, you know, you guys went 38 No, your first year on the court, won the national championship. I don't think you could have asked for a better start of your Northwest playing career, won the Elite Eight Most Outstanding Player. Just um, talk about some of those memories of that 38 No season. Um, that season was incredible. Um, we didn't really know our potential because um, they had quite a few seniors leave. Um with Justin Pitts, um, they had a solid, solid crew leave. Um, and we just remember, we just remember just, oh, are they, can they do it again? Can they, are they going to be as good? Like what's going to happen? Justin left just all over the place. And I mean, that motivated us. I felt like uh, every guy that was on the team after they left was motivated by that. And honestly just had a chip on their shoulder and um, just going through the year, we did not know that we were going to beat teams like we did. We didn't know that our winning margin was going to be 21 plus. Um, and then let alone go to, go to the championship and beat a great team in Point Loma. But um, just memories of that year was Joey Wittes and Andre Starzl were great leaders. Uh, talking about someone who wants it every single day and chose it and wears their heart on their sleeve, Joey Wittes. Um, he, he definitely has, you know, his heart on his sleeve and, you know, he, he pulled us together. He, he was not letting that championship slip through his fingers. Not, not one second. Um, uh, you better believe it, that he was not letting anyone take that championship away from him. You could just see it in his face every single day. He, he, he would be hurt. He would be, he would be limping. He, he didn't care. He, he was coming to work and you could see it in his eyes. He was serious. And um, that motivated the young guys too. Um, and I mean, we all just we all just did our part. We all just played together, played for each other, played hard. And um, at the end of the day, we were thirty-eight no. And uh, <laughs> we looked up, and confetti was falling on us. Uh, but it was a great year. Uh, and just um, just props to props to Joey and uh, Dre that year. Well, I'll tell you what, um, your, your second year, you come in, you know, only one loss on the season, 31 and one. Um, 
a, a finalist for the Bevo Francis Award. Um, COVID happens. Um, probably, I, I think people could argue that maybe you guys would have won another national championship that season. You guys were scheduled to host regionals, I believe, before COVID happened. So um, talk about the road all the way winning the MIAA tournament. And then when COVID hit, when COVID hit, how was that? How did that? How did that really impact the team? Um. So the year was the year was good, uh, great. You know, we back on it, back on track. Everyone came back hungry from the from the uh, past year. Um, we had that loss to UCM. Um, I think in December. Um, is it, it was just a it was just a bad loss. Um, no energy. We just weren't playing smart, um, and you know, they they beat us, and we beat ourselves. Um, and then we keep on moving. After that, uh, didn't lose again. And uh, Missouri Southern was was a tough matchup um, against us. We get all the way to to the MIAA championship. Uh, you know, we play them and the likes of Cam Martin, and everyone knows Cam Martin in the MIAA. Um, it was it was good games. It was good battles against them throughout the year. Um, we won that game. Uh, went back to Maryville, started practicing. Um, and I just remember a man walked in the gym and gave Coach a little little like head nod slash that. And he was like, "It's over." And that's all we that's all we knew. We knew the season was over. Um, we just huddled up and you know we basically just ended it right there just in the middle of practice yeah i'll tell you what i uh i didn't really believe um covid was real be honest with you until the ncaa tournament got canceled the nba got canceled when all the sports leagues started canceled that's really what it became real to me but i want to take a step backwards real quick this is a question that i forgot to bring up um at the beginning of that you guys had a trip to duke at the for the exhibition game and uh, i know you guys went to duke a couple years before that but you guys took Duke to the limit in an exhibition game, only lost by six to a Duke team that's usually pretty talented every single year. What was it? What was it like, um, not only competing in that game, but just um, playing in Cameron Indoor Stadium? Um, yeah, someone asked me this question earlier uh, this week. Um, yeah, so the first time was 2017, um, and that's when I thought I had like the. You know, I was starstruck. I was like, oh, man, I've, I've only seen this place on ESPN. Like, I've only seen Coach K on ESPN. Like, this is this is outrageous. Like, this is crazy. I'm going to be in the presence of all this. And so, you know, we got blown out that year. Then two years later, I mean, I came in that, I came in that gym like, I've been here before. Uh, like, I want to win. Like, it's time to win. And um, that's what I came in there with. I just, no fear. I knew Trey Jones was one of the best defensive players in, in the country and at the college level. And um, that's what, that's all I heard all, all week, all month before that game. Um, and I mean, I just had, I just came in like a normal day, chip on my shoulder, put my head down, let's work. And um, I mean, they, they, they got us um, for a while. And then all of a sudden, shots started falling. We came back a little bit, um, lost by six. But um, they were a talented team. 
Um, I, I thought we fought. I still think we didn't play our even our best game. We weren't even close to an average game for us, I feel like. But, I mean, we lost by six, and it was still still a pretty good game. Well, Bob, you got through the sophomore year COVID. Uh, you got to start the 2021-22 basketball – or 2000-2021 basketball season. Uh, COVID um, – you know, um, no, no, no non-conference games. It's all league play. Um, go through that. Another conference championship. Um, get to regionals. Uh, and um, possibly one of my favorite basketball games I've ever seen was the Northern State game. And um, I th- I'm sure you probably have listened, answered this on a couple podcasts talking about that comeback there at Northern State and winning the regional. Some people could have called that the national championship right there and then you guys ended up winning the na- another national championship so um walk me through that 20 um 21 season and uh, just talk about um talk about that northern state game so um that 2021 season is pretty it's pretty interesting um we only lost to washburn um who had a solid team very good we lost an miaa championship on a buzzer beater at home and I mean, Washburn was a was a great team. Um, all the other games, it was, it was pretty solid. We played well. Um, we had some close games. We had some blowouts. Um, and then we get to we get to regionals, and you know we just lost in the MIAA championship on a buzzer beater. Um, and you know we got lined up to play them again. Um, and I mean. <laughs> That's all you needed to know. Like we got, we got, we got beat off a buzzer beater from half court, um, and we were ready. We were locked in, and uh, we beat them. Then you know we moved on to uh, to Northern State, who had Parker Fox, who is just a freak athlete. You know, just a great basketball player. Um, that whole team was 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 great. You know, they had they had a couple guards go D one. Um, this past season, you know, when transfer portal started getting crazy. Um, I mean, we, we, we started the game terrible. We started the game terrible. We didn't make any shots. Um, they had the crowd jumping. Um, crowd was packed. You know, it was after COVID, so not a lot of fans were in games that we that we played in. And then we get there, and the whole gym is, you know, kind of kind of hectic. Um I forgot what score was, but it was like 20-something to six. <laughs> I remember we took a timeout and we were like, hey, we need something to change. Um, Byron Alexander, uh, true freshman, he came in the game, rocked the show for us. You know, he he came in, he was a, he was a spark plug for us that we needed. He got O-boards, he got layups, he got some stops. He's doing it all for us. Um, I think I scored like two points the first half. Um then second half rolls around and we're still making a comeback, still making a comeback. Um, I remember with like two minutes left, we were down by like 11. And I just remember I was locked in, wasn't talking to nobody. I was, I was, I was just locked in, ready to win the game. We were already down by 11. And I remember Parker Fox was like, was like, hey, like, have fun. Like, he was like, hey, just have fun. Like, joke on me, like, the game was done. Like, he was like, have fun. Like, wait, like, come on. And I was like, I didn't even say anything to him. I just shook my head. I looked at him, shook my head, and just 
someone was shooting free throws when that happened. So kept it pushing. We got we got a couple shots. We got a couple stops. Next thing you know, it's a close game. Um, one of the guards is on line. He misses. Diego passes the ball. I go down the court. Um, we're we're down by three with with about twelve seconds left. Around six seconds, I was like, "Hey, I gotta throw it up there. <laughs> we're not gonna win this game. Um, give us a chance as at a rebound too." I threw it up there. I hit it, um, and you could just you could feel their hearts just drop. You can feel everyone's everyone's energy just drop right right when the ball went through the net, and we were headed to overtime, and it was a wrap. Their their mental their mental um, toughness. I felt like we outlasted. Um, I felt like our mental toughness lasted longer than theirs, um, and we just competed during the overtime, life or death, um, and we won the game. And it was probably the it's, that's still probably the best comeback I've had in my whole career. I feel like from any age, just best comeback, um, and it's just an exciting game because um, those are it's like two heavyweights honestly because that northern team was really good with a lot of talent and we had a lot of talent and um that honestly could have been the championship so trev you get through the 20 um 21 season you you win that game against northern state um end up winning another national championship uh and pretty much like you know the national championship pretty much the score the scores were like out of this world there so you end up wrapping up the national championship I want to talk about the 21-22 season. And um, and I heard this quote from a press conference um, from Coach Mack um, talking about, you know, you look at the record, you look at the 34-5 and record, a lot of people on the outside may look at, you know, that that's an unusual record for Northwest. You know, people on the outside may say Northwest is down. And you I know never to count Northwest out. But I remember hearing a um, clip from Coach McCollum saying, you know, Every to every one of his teams has a store has a different story. Every single one of his teams has a different path. Talk about um some of the talk about some of the challenges that season. While you guys may very well have been locked in on in from inside of the program, talk about staying locked in. You know, and really trying to um, silence those critics from the outside. Um, just that whole season was just you know, it's just difficult. It was hard. Um. I felt like this past season, it was the MIAA's best. It, it, it's been since I've been there. Um, you had about four or five teams that could compete for a national championship. And that's that's being, you know, honest. Like there's four or five teams that could definitely, can definitely compete for a national championship. Um, and I mean, I mean, we we were back to back champions. We have a target on our back like we do normally, you know. But I feel like that target doubled because of Hawk Hawk left, and teams were really hungry after that. Um, you know, people, we we have big guys, young guys that had to step up a little bit more than they had than you know the previous season with Hawk, um, which is difficult too. It's difficult to ask young guys to immediately step up for such a, you know, such a mature veteran on our team, you know, in Hawkins. So 
we had young guys stepping up. We had the other teams hungrier than ever, trying to trying to kill us every single game. Every single team this year was trying to kill us. There wasn't one team that was would, would just go away after we were up by a couple points. Um, no, every every team every team wanted to beat us really really bad this year. I um, mean, you could tell you could tell by when we came to their gyms, they would have the gyms packed. Um, I mean, just everything they they threw everything at us. Um, but our mo this year was just being grimy, <laughs> just getting dirty, you know, just being scrappy, um, and just fighting honestly, and that's. That's just what we did. I felt like the whole year. I mean, we took we took we took five losses. Um, we lost by a total of like three, and like three of those games. Um, we had that one bad loss to Emporia State at their house. Um, I mean, other than that, it w- it wasn't like we just got blown out every single loss. Um, it was small details that maybe got unnoticed, or you know. Maybe we maybe we missed an assignment, one player or two, and uh, teams took a full advantage. They were taking advantage of all our mistakes um, this year, and I mean that's what the five losses were. But then we get past those five losses, we get to postseason in my double A play. Um, we start clicking a little bit more. Our chemistry getting better, uh, and honestly, we only knew one play during the postseason. I'm not. That's not even a lie. We knew one play. And just to let all the other teams know, we knew one play. The whole team knew one play the whole time. And, uh, I mean, that one play worked. And, I mean, we we went through the MIAA tournament. We won that. Went to regionals. Uh, played uh, Augustana in regional championship. Um, great team. Um, we, we just clicked. Um, MIAA championship is when our chemistry was at its highest, when our play was at its highest. Um, and we just kept it rolling after that. And um, we got to Augustana. We we played them, great team, large crowd. We were locked in. You could tell we weren't we weren't shook about it anymore. We were ready to play, ready to go, beat them. Went to the national tournament, beat the first two teams. Then we had uh, big old Goliath. 7-1, Augusta superstar, Tyshawn Crawford. Um, he was a big boy. You know, everyone was kind of nervous about him. Um, but like I said, our MO was scrappy, grimy, dirty, you know, just head down, let's work. And um, the whole game, that's what our bigs did with them. Um, they just worked, um, boxing them out, trying to, trying to contest his shots, trying to get underneath his legs, push him out. That's what they did, um, and, and a lot of credit to our bigs, and a lot of credit to Wes, Luke, and Dan, especially for really just fighting, fighting with him. And um, I mean, collectively as a group, we played a, we played a great game. That game, um, we all did our parts, um, and it was a good game. And we were national champions at the end of the night. Well, um, you are undefeated, undefeated in the NCAA tournament your whole entire career. Um, what was it like? Um, but Coach McCollum's resume, just like yours, speaks for itself. What was it like? What was it like for playing with playing for Coach Mac, Coach McCollum? 
Um, it's it's fun. It's interesting. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, but at the end of the day, it's 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 all about trust um, for former players and upcoming players. Like it's about trust. And either the former players know it, upcoming players will know it. Um, you got to just work hard every single day. You work hard, push yourself. You know, it's it's almost like a respect thing. Um, and then you start trusting each other a little bit. You buy into the offense. They'll trust you with the ball in your hands, you know. And uh, it, it was just fun, you know. He keeps it real with you. He, he doesn't beat around the bush. If he, if he needs to tell you something, he'll tell it. Um, if you see something on the court, you can tell him, and he might change some things. Um, but it's, it's really unique. It's really unique relationship. Um, at, at first, you know, you, you might be scared of him as a freshman, sophomore. You might be scared. You want, you want to play. You don't want to mess up. You want to do this. But, you know, as you grow older, you know, like, everyone's going to mess up. It's basketball. It can't be perfect. Um, but as long as you go hard and you try to make the right play, right decisions, it, it's going to work out in your favor. And uh, once you gain that trust, you're going to probably play 40 minutes. <laughs> and um, even after, you know, my career at Northwest, I mean, we still talk every single day. Um, we, we, we talk about, we talk about basically anything playoffs. We talk about my journey right now, just during these workouts. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to Maryville at the end of the month and probably work out with them. Um, just about everything, you know, um, I told him before, like, he's a mentor. He's, he's literally a mentor to me. Cause you know, he, probably one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. Um, even though he's crazy, I still think he's crazy, but he's one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. And one of the most genuine people and just upfront, real, you know, authentic people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, just appreciate him just for the opportunity to go to Northwest and then just, you know, teach me everything he taught me <laughs> and basically making me the player I am today. Um, and just giving me a chance to show my skills to everyone else. Here's one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Here's one of my big ones I wanted to ask. I want to I want to ask you about your relationship with Diego Bernard. Um, Die I follow Diego's career at Lafayette through football and basketball, and obviously his career at Northwest. What was it like being on the court out there with DB one? Um, it's great. Um, I wouldn't want to go against him. That's all I know. Um. You know, just the fire in his eyes um, when we play, you know, like he, me and him, one thing in common forever, we're ever going to have is we're winners. And I mean, that's what we did when we're on the court together. We, we won. And um, he, he just defensively, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a, he's a menace on defense. Um, offensively, he's so crafty, shifty. He's fast. He's athletic. He his shot went up a crazy amount of percentage this year. He he, you know, he just improved every single year, and he also kept that unselfishness. You know, he had with his passing ability. You know, he he took great shots, and he just wanted to win and compete, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, in, in practice, he pushed everyone. He he pushed me. Um, you know, he, he just brings that energy that you need in every practice, every game. 
he he is that he is the main piece that you need. And I felt like he was he was our spark plug for the last four or five years um, for Northwest. And um, I mean, we couldn't do it without him. Um, <laughs> everyone's seen how, how he plays, you know, he brings that energy that he, he involves the fans. Um, he hits big shots. He gets big stops, gets blocks, steals. He, he literally does it all. And he's what, six one. He does it all. And, and it's just, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm still in shock sometimes when he, when he jumps, but that's just me. You know, I'm not just a teammate or brother or whatever. I'm, I'm a fan as well, you know, even though I see it every single day, I'm still amazed. <laughs> yeah. I still remember, I still remember that game at Western earlier this year where Diego jumped up. I can't remember how high he jumped, but I swore he jumped out of the gym that dunk at the end and the second half against Missouri Western. I believe, I think John Walker might've caught a picture of that. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, hats off to Diego Bernard there, but um, this is called leaving your legacy. And I want to ask you about your legacy at Northwest. I mean, you got all the individual accolades, the championships. Um, some people call you the greatest Division II basketball player in the division's history. Um, so, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you say, how do you explain, like, what do you think your legacy? How do you describe your legacy at Northwest when your playing day is, whenever your playing day, they're all set and done? How do you describe your legacy? Um. I feel like honestly, I, like even before I know my next move in, in life, whether that be NBA, G League, overseas, anything, um, I just I just feel like I broke down a barrier or something with just the you know the the um, just the ideals about Division Two itself. You know, um, I feel like everyone thinks. Division two isn't as good as D one. It's not as competitive, or it doesn't have the same same um, amount of players. Or you know, um, I just feel like I just feel like there was some type of some type of you know stereotype about D two, um, and I feel like me going to like Portsmouth, um, me going to these NBA workouts as a as a small college basketball player, um, I feel like I, I just broke down like a, a little barrier, or at least I chipped away. Because um, I know there's a lot of talent coming coming up in the world, and I I feel like I just I'm, I just chipped away a little bit into those stereotypes. Um, and I mean, it's honestly just hard work. It's just hard work, and and just keeping that chip on my shoulder. Um, and just wanted to win at the end of the day. I didn't know I would, have, I would have done all this or me and the team would have accomplished any of this. But, I mean, we we did. And, I mean, I'm getting opportunities now that I didn't even think were going to be possible at all. Like, I didn't even think I was going to – I didn't even know what Portsmouth was. I didn't even know what – I didn't even know I, I would be invited to an NBA workout. I, I didn't even know they had NBA workouts like this. Um, and just being here now, it's just amazing. It's, it, I'm still kind of just understanding, you know, the way the way of life after college and after all this, trying to, trying to put my feet in, in the NBA world. Um, 
but I feel like my legacy is gonna is gonna stick around for a while. Um, I, I feel like I left Northwest, um, making it a better place. Um, but like I feel like the community around me, um, you know, had a lot of love towards me. Um, felt like felt like you know I just I I, I did my part in the community. Um, showed a lot of love. They showed me a, a lot of love. Um, and you know, it's a special, special place in my heart. That that's incredible. That's an incredible, I'll tell you what, what an incredible career you've had. And I, I, I agree with that. I think uh, your career will be celebrated for years to come, but my last question to you, Trev, um, you know, talking about these NBA workouts, I know you just had one this week with the Rockets. I know you got another one coming up with the Nets. Um, Talk about talk about some of those and what those are like. And um, my question to you: um, What would it mean to hear your name called in the NBA draft, or even sign a contract with an NBA team? Um, so I'll start off with um, talking about the workouts. Um, so I had two last year, and um, I had one on Monday this week, and I have one tomorrow. And then I have more upcoming ones but um at the workouts you know you you pretty much go through the same routine um with doing like vitals like your hand measurements your height weight wingspan um then you do like combine tests um like your vertical lane agility three quarters court sprint um you know and just those those basic NBA combine type deals. Then um, after you're done with that, um, you get into more drills, ball handling, shooting, and then you you basically go in with five, with five other guys. So it's six of you guys. So you guys can play three on three. And um, you know the scouts are there, the the coaches are there. Um, you know they're just watching you play. They're trying to get a, a feel for you not just as a player, but as a person. Um, and then, you know, it takes about an hour, hour, hour and a half or so. And you get done, you shower, they provide meals for you. Um, and you get, you, you have interviews with them and you basically, basically sell yourself to them. And you just gotta be honest and be yourself. And um, hope, hopefully they like you. Um, and that's, that's basically it basically it um that's just a summary of you know just a typical nba workout um a lot of them are different they they all you know different you know are different and you know are fun though it's fun you're in an nba facility you get treated like an nba player honestly and it's just a great time um but you know draft day is on june 23rd um if i got drafted <laughs> I would, I would probably be speechless. I would probably be in shock for about like 10 minutes. I don't even know what I would do. I would just sit, I would probably sit there. Who knows? I might, I might be in the gym on draft day. I don't, I don't even know. To be honest, I might be on the, I might be in the gym on draft day. Um, but even if I just signed a contract with an NBA team, whether that be a 10 day or, or, you know, a train camp or two way, um, I mean, it would just be, it would just be crazy. <laughs> it would just be crazy. I, I wouldn't even know what to do. Um, I, my hand would probably be shaking while I, while I was right. 
Um, hopefully I get somewhat of a, you know, a two-way type deal. Um, so I can, you know, dabble in and out of the NBA and develop in the G League um, and, you know, potentially be a backup for a point guard uh, in the NBA. And, uh, I mean, not all the hard work would pay off <laughs> in one signature. All the, all the hard work would pay off. And, you know, it would just be amazing. Well, Trev, um, I want to thank you so much. Once again, um, take a time out of your busy schedule. I know you've had a lot of NBA um, workouts, you know, this week. Um, thank you so much for taking time to come on my podcast and coming on the Leaving Your Legacy series. I want to thank you absolutely for your tremendous career at Northwest. It's been a pleasure to follow your career. Um, one of the most outstanding players I have ever seen live. Um, thank you so much for coming on, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your NBA dreams. Thank you. Appreciate it.